Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. We're visiting their grandparents, <clears throat> and the oldest, oldest came out and asked his grandfather, he says, can you make a sound like a frog, grandpappy? <clears throat> and his granddad was in a bad mood, and he responds, no, I don't want to make a sound like a frog. So the second little boy comes out and asks his granddad, will you please make a sound like a frog? And granddad says again, no, not now. I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm in a grumpy mood. Maybe later. Then the third little boy comes out and says, Grandpa, oh, please, 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 will you make a sound like a frog? Why do you boys want me to make a sound like a frog? The granddad asks. Little boy replies with a hopeful face, well, Mom said that when you croak, we get to go to Disney World. <laughs> now, come on, that was pretty good. <clears throat> okay, so uh, last week we had praise and worship and prayer uh, because I was at a conference in, in uh, Denver, and so we're closing out the series tonight on blessing, and our key text is out of Genesis 12, verse 1 through 3. <clears throat> now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and curse him who curses you, and in you all the earth shall be blessed. <clears throat> uh, the last class that we were a part of, if you were here, and if you're not, I do, if, if you missed the last class or any of the, the, the previous two, I do have those available or can make those available after the class tonight. And so just come to me and I'll give you one for free. It's a great deal, huh? <clears throat> So the last class, we talked about how we can bless God. Uh, that's amazing, isn't it, <clears throat> that you and I have the ability to bless God. We bless Him, and in the class we, we talked about, we bless Him with our soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. <clears throat> we bless Him out of our soul, our, our emotions. <clears throat> we bless Him with our thoughts, our memories. We bless Him with our intensity. Uh, with all we worship and love the Lord God with all of our strength, we put everything into blessing Him. <clears throat> In lesson one, we studied about how God has blessed us. <clears throat> we are blessed tonight. Amen. Every one of us here tonight, we've been blessed. <clears throat> Tell yourself, I'm blessed. <clears throat> when Jesus died on the cross, Galatians chapter 3 says that the curse was removed because Jesus became a curse for us. <clears throat> God has blessed and not cursed us. Amen. Now, this is really important for us to get because there are a lot of people, there are a lot of believers <clears throat> who sometimes feel like they're under kind of a curse. Uh, somebody gets a flat tire and they go, why me, God? Stub our toe. 
thanks God, I really needed that. We're going through something bad in our life. We can say something like, I don't know what God, why God has put this in my life. Well, you know, God doesn't give us flat tires. God doesn't cause us to stub our toes. God doesn't curse us. <clears throat> he doesn't put bad on our life. He puts good on our life. Satan is a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? Amen. Now, we may suffer the consequences of our bad choices that we make. We may go through difficult or bad things because we live in a fallen and a broken world. But God doesn't put bad things like sickness or financial uh, poverty on us or things like that. God has blessed us, and He speaks blessing on our lives. Hebrews 6, 13 and 14 says that He has sworn to bless us. God swears to God that He will bless us. We shouldn't swear to God. I don't think it's a good thing for us to swear to God. Jesus said, let your yes be yes, your no be no. But God swore to Himself that he would bless us, and we need to believe it. <clears throat> God speaks good words over us. You need to know, we need to know God speaks good words of us, words of hope, words of life, words of promise. In Psalm 85, verse 8, there's a verse here that probably all of us need to hear it tonight. Whether you need to hear it or not tonight, you're going to hear it tonight. How's that? Uh, he says, I will hear what the Lord God, or God the Lord, will speak, for he will speak peace to his people. We need to hear God speaking peace to us. Because there's a lot of other voices that are speaking a lot of other things that are not peaceful, that don't bring peace to us. We need to hear the Lord speaking peace to us. God has spoken good things over us, words of peace. He has blessed and not cursed us. Amen. So, this leads me to what we're going to talk about in this last class on blessing. And as Christians, you and I are meant to be Christ-like. That's what Christian means, Christ-like. If we're going to be Christ-like, we need to bless others instead of cursing them. That's a novel idea, right? And when I'm talking about not cursing others, I'm not talking about the you blankety blank 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 kind of cursing, though I will say we shouldn't do that either. I mean, at all. Thank you for that one right. Everybody just nod your head at me and like you, you get it. We... So, but that's not the kind of cursing that really he's talking about here. Uh, it means that we are not meant to use or speak harsh words about or against anyone. And this is a challenge. Uh, just like God speaks blessing over, over our lives, we're supposed to speak blessing over others as well. So, if someone sneezed real loud in here tonight, somebody would probably shout out, bless you, right? 
There's a lot more to blessing others than just when they sneeze. Okay? Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 through 46. This is going to challenge us and help us tonight. Jesus says, You've heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. And we're going to talk about this, I'm going to talk about that specifically at the end of the class tonight. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. When he says tax collectors, they were uh, like in Jesus' time, these were some of the worst of the worst. And so he, he's saying, do not even the worst of the worst do the same. Love those who love them. So we're meant to do something. We're meant to be higher. Do something more. Do more. Tell yourself, I'm going to do more. <laughs> That's pretty good. Romans 12, verse 14 says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. So, we are meant to bless others. Now, by nature, we're better at cursing. It's kind of just natural man and woman. We're better at it. We're just kind of more, you know, that's kind of the way our our old nature goes more toward cursing than blessing. Amen. We'll agree with that, right? And I've been working on what I say uh, to people when they do s stupid things while I'm driving. Been working on it. My phrase of choice used to be, you idiot. But I've been working on it, and now uh, instead of you idiot, uh, I'll probably say something like lame brain. I don't know that that's any better. And so you guys need to pray for me. I've got to grow some. Cindy tells me, uh, you know, they can read your lips. I don't know if they really can read my lips, but if I'm speaking when they've done something, they probably think I'm really cursing them. And so anyway, nowadays it's better just to let them go, do what they're going to do, calm down, and bless them. Bless them, Lord. Help them right? Well, that's a couple of you. Okay. James 3 verse 10 says, out of the mouth, same mouth, proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. See, and I know when I, when I say, because uh, I, I really, cussing hasn't been an issue with me for quite some time. And it's just, you know, just hasn't been. Uh, and I know that you may not think it's that big a deal to say you idiot or lame brain or something, but it's really not right. I should not be saying that. And so it's a, a challenge for me to keep my mouth shut and to bless instead of saying something negative. And we're, I'm probably in good company tonight. Our words, what we speak about others, are a lot more important than we may realize. If this were not true, 
then the Bible wouldn't say so much about it. The Bible does say a lot about what we say. The words that we speak are so critical and so important. Uh, they carry death or life. Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. That is uh, both frightening and encouraging, isn't it? Titus, uh, our, our words put things in motions in, in ourselves and others, death or life. And so our words bring something to pass. Titus chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 says, Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. Somebody say, yikes. Speak evil of no one. Now, this can be really difficult for us, especially as we are Americans. Because one of our inalienable, inalienable rights is free speech. And so, because we can have that, we have that right, which I'm not going to say inalienable again, I did. I said it. Uh, because we have these rights, we think, well, you know, I can say whatever I want to about anybody because I'm an American. And we feel like we can just say anything about anybody at any time. We are so, so uh, quick to denounce politicians and speak evil about uh, we, we, people who aren't saved, we, well, well, they're not, they're not saved anyway, so it doesn't matter what I say about them, but, or other believers, you know, that we feel aren't measuring up. We'll just talk about them, speak about them, uh, uh, cast our judgments on them. As Christians, you and I are meant to have a different kind of spirit where we bless so this is really critical that we get this and practice it more in our life. Tell yourself, I'm practicing. <laughs> Ephesians 4, verse 29 says, Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. That's pretty heavy, isn't it? James, in the book of James, says our words travel. They have a direction and point us and others towards something. James chapter 3, verse 2 through 4 says, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. Somebody say amen. amen. And able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. And so James chapter 3, verse 3 and 4 says our tongue is like a bit in a horse's mouth or a rudder on a ship that gives direction. So our words will set or affect the direction of our lives and can of others as well. 
So a lot of us have gotten into the habit of cursing others. And again, I'm not talking about the blankety-blank blank kind of cursing. Though, let me say again, we shouldn't be doing that either. And somebody should said, Amen. So we've gotten in the habit of voicing our own negative opinions and thoughts of others. And, and so it's just so easy for us to do. It, you know, we, we feel inspired to speak about others sometimes negatively, right? Kind of, kind of a demonic anointing. Okay, so anyway, we need to understand our words aren't neutral. They travel and have an effect on others. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4 says, Neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. The phrase that's used here, coarse jesting, isn't just, it doesn't mean uh, telling dirty jokes, though. We ought not do that either. Right? That's where filthiness comes in, so we shouldn't talk filthy. So, coarse jesting, it means, and it literally is talking about quick comebacks, verbal jabs, or zingers. You know what I'm talking about? Having fun at someone else's expense. And so we need to be careful about that. You know, families can do this sometimes. Uh, just uh, and, and parents can do this about their kids, say things about their kids, you know. Uh, uh, you know, and hopefully we've learned not to call our kids idiot or stupid or things like that. But, you know, we can say things jokingly about them, you know, or, or you know, say things like, well, you're just, you're, you're always sloppy. You're just a slob. And they spill their milk, and there you go, being a slob again. And, and you know, these things, you know, I, we may say things, and it's not like we're going to imprint them for the rest of their lives. But if they hear things over and over again, it may imprint on them. And so we need to be careful about what we speak in our, in our, in our families. Husbands uh, and wives need to be careful about what they say uh, to each other, right? Uh, the, uh, the things spoken like it, it's over, or I'm done, or divorce, while these things may not really be meant at the moment that they are said, they can turn things in a relationship. Like the rudder on a ship and can take us somewhere that we don't want to go. Isn't that right? Uh, you know, we can sway opinions about other people by just an expression on our face. When someone is mentioned, we're talking to somebody and they're talk they mention somebody else's name, we can just raise an eyebrow and cast disparagement on that person. You know what I mean? Make an expression like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so we really need to be careful about what we throw toward other people. We're meant to bless and not curse. Tell yourself, bless and don't curse. Okay. This is, this is what I really want to get into. We need to have a different spirit. We are called to live with a different kind of spirit. Uh, the, the kind of spirit that comes 
naturally to us. You know, our old man, our old nature is uh, criticism, sarcasm, negativity, being opinionated, and judgmental. You know, I have very, I found something out about myself over the years that is not always great. I have very strong opinions. Sometimes it's great to have a strong opinion. When it's about other people and it's voicing my opinion about other people, sometimes I need to just keep my opinions to myself. You know, because we can influence uh, uh, other people against others by our opinions, our judgmental nature. See, we're by nature, our old nature is that we, we, we can, it's so easy to be critical. Our, uh, I'm also, I also am pretty good at sarcasm. And it's, it's not, you know, sometimes it's just good natured joking around. And then other times it's not. And so we need to be cautious, right? Amen. You're looking at me and saying, you need to be cautious. Just tell me. You need to be cautious. Okay, I'm, uh, I will be more cautious in Jesus' name. One time James and John didn't get a good reception in a certain town, and so they come to Jesus and said, hey, shall we call fire down out of heaven? We'll just burn them all up. We'll fry them, you know, like Elijah did. Burn them. They, don't, they, they rejected us, so we're going to burn them all up. And what did Jesus say? Luke chapter 9, verse 55, Jesus said, you don't know what manner of spirit you are of. And so what he's telling you, them and us through their, that example is that's a wrong spirit. See, Jesus came to bless and not to curse. He had a different spirit, didn't he? And so Jesus was a life-giving spirit. This is so powerful. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, in verse 45, it says, And so it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last, Adam, became a life-giving spirit. When he talks about the last item, it's talking here about Jesus. Jesus, the last Adam, he was a life-giving spirit. Wherever he went, he was giving life by the words that he spoke. Lame people walked, deaf people heard, uh, dead people got up, were raised, weird people became normal right? Demoniacs got delivered. The Bible tells us how Jesus gave life away. In John chapter 6, verse 63, this is critical. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Jesus gave life away by the words that he spoke, spirit and life. The words that I speak are spirit and life. Jesus had a different spirit. And that spirit brought life wherever he went by the words that he spoke. A leper came to him and said, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I will. And he was whole. A woman that was caught in adultery, 
Jesus, here she is, completely humiliated and thrown into the midst. And Jesus tells her, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Where Jesus went, his words spoke life. In Psalm 107 and verse 20, it says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Jesus was a life-giving spirit and spoke blessing that changed lives. And you and I need to have a different spirit. Now, when I say different, I don't mean different as in weird. You know, well, they're kind of different. Not like that. Not different as in weird, but different as in good life-giving. There's a whole lot of cursing and death being spread around today by what people are saying. Lots of it, isn't there? All you have to do is listen to the news or, or uh, listen to what's going on in society. There is cursing and death being flung around by people's words. And we should spread some life by blessing others. We are meant to be life-giving spirits. And so we bless people. We need to bless the people that we love, right? We bless them by the words that we speak. Husbands and wives, I'm going to get back on this uh, for a moment because you uh, control what happens in your home by the words that you speak. And so we need to practice being better at complimenting, speaking words of life. And, you know, all of us wrestle with uh, our, our looks, we wrestle with insecurities, and husbands and wives, you, you're, we are meant to build each other, and we build each other with words. Say, I got that. Okay. Uh, we need to bless the people that we love. Blessing, as it's used in the New Testament, in the, in, uh, means literally to invoke blessings upon a person to cause to prosper to make happy, to bestow blessings on. Barnes notes on the New Testament says that blessing means to regard with favor or to confer benefits. Nelson's Illustrated Bible Dictionary says that blessing means it's the act of declaring or wishing God's favor and goodness upon others. The blessing is not only the good effect of words, it also has the power to bring them to pass. You see, the, the, when we bless others, we are conferring God's blessed best and His intent on their lives. And we need, to, we need to do this more. We need to do it to each other here in the church. Confer blessing. You know, when we say bless you, uh, that means we're conferring God's bless, best, blessed, blessing on them. Right? Easy for me to say. Yeah. We ought to bless our kids. Uh, I, I read about Tommy Barnett pastoring of, of the uh, uh, Phoenix First Assembly of God in Phoenix, and it just a, a tremendous... Uh, man of God and had a real move of God, and then also his, his sons, his children. But Tommy Barnett says that when he was a little boy, 
His dad, when he'd tuck him in to bed at night, he would tell him, someday you're going to be a mighty man of God. And it just, he would tell him that over and over. And you know what? Tommy Barnett became a mighty man of God. And he began to say the same thing to his sons. And Matthew Barnett is uh, continuing on that tradition and speaking it into his children, but he has become himself a mighty man of God, the uh, uh, Dream Center in Los Angeles. Tremendous move of God that's happening. And it happens because parents impressions on their children by the words that they speak. And so uh, even as our kids are older, they still uh, need to hear good words from us. I wasn't thinking of the, you know, it just fit in perfectly. I accomplished it today. <laughs> this morning, uh, as I was in prayer, there's a, a verse of Scripture. It's Isaiah 44 and verse 3. It talks about blessing and pouring God's Spirit out on your children. And so I pray that over my kids uh, almost every day, the, the verse. Uh, and so uh, I, after I finish praying, I just, and my, uh, both uh, Laura and Dan, my daughter and son, know this, and they've heard me use this verse again and again. Uh, and so but I, this morning, texted them both after prayer and just said, I just want you to know I, I was praying Isaiah 44 and verse 3. I'll pour water on him who's thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I'll pour my blessing upon your descendants or your, my spirit upon your descendants, my blessing on your offspring. And I said, I, I prayed that over you again today. And both kids wrote back and said, thanks, I needed that, you know? And so... It just so happened that it fits in good with tonight because it, you know, I did it, you know. So anyway, we as, uh, even when our kids have gotten older, we can speak words that bring life to them, they, not just when they're small. In fact, some of us probably have memories of things that we've spoken in the past, and God help us, those things we can believe that God uh, uh forgives and wipes them from our kids' minds, right? Okay. When we bless our kids, we confer God's best and intent on their lives. And uh, uh, going back to husbands and wives, you know, Cindy has been really good about this within, in our uh, family. She, uh, I'm her favorite preacher. At least she has said that in the past. Is that, put her on the spot. I think it's still true. She, she's, what's she going to say now, you know? <laughs> kind of. You're all right. No, but she does. She compliments the classes that I teach. She compliments me every time that I preach. And, you know, she doesn't have to do that. Uh, but I like it. <laughs> and not only that, I need it. You know, I need that encouragement. And, and so... Uh, husbands and wives uh, speaking words that bring life. We, we need to bless each other, don't we? We need to bless the people we go to church with, say good words uh, to each other, and speak words of life. We're in, uh, we are meant to be life-giving spirits, okay? All right, so we need to bless folks that are difficult to love, Right? 
Matthew 5, 44, Jesus says, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Romans 12, 14 says, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. And so, what this means is we're meant to have a different or opposite spirit from the world. Uh, we can have difficulty with this. You know, blessing those who are, especially if they're involved in, in weird stuff in their lives. And we think, well, you know, if I bless them and they're living really rotten lives, how's that going to help them? See, when we bless them, we aren't blessing or condoning their sin. We are asking and conferring God's blessing, His best, and His intent on their lives. Uh, there was a pastor I heard speaking about this years ago, and he was pastoring in Houston, Texas, and he was driving by this, he would, uh, on his way to church, he would drive by this palm reader's shop, and so every day he'd drive by, and as he drove by it, he would curse it. And Jesus said, I curse that, that uh, palm reader shop and, and curse it. And Jesus and the place just thrived. People were pulling in and getting their palms red and all that, and he could see their cars in the parking lot. And so he was praying about it, and he felt God deal with him to bless and not to curse. Amen. And so as he was driving by, he blessed the he would drive by speaking blessing on the people that worked there, God's intent, God's blessing, God's favor on them. And do you know what happened? Two weeks later, the place closed down. Now, you can say that's coincidental, but I think that what it is is we confer by blessing God's intent and begin to set a different direction. Amen. When we bless, we have a different spirit one that gives life and brings God's intent into others' life. Being Christian means being Christ-like. And if we're going to be more like Him, we need to bless and not curse others. Tell yourself, I believe that. Jesus again says, Matthew chapter 4, or sorry, chapter 5, verse 44 and 45, He says this, But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven, for He makes His Son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. So, He says we are to be the sons of our Father, and this is... Uh, uh, not uh, talking about gender, it's talking about placement. So it's men and women, children of God, sons of our Father. How we do it? He makes the sun, it says, rise on the evil and the good, and rain fall on the just and the unjust. You know, there's a lot of people that take that verse and they don't really understand what it's saying, and they think the rain falling on the just and the unjust that 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 may, rain is like the bad stuff that happens. But that's not what he's saying here. Jesus isn't saying that he uh, sends sun, which is good, on, on the just and unjust, and then rain, it's the bad, on the just and unjust. 
That's not what he's talking about. Not good and bad. He's talking about good and good. They were an agricultural society, and the sun and the rain were vital to crops uh, uh, growing and, and producing. And so when he's talking about God sending the sun and the rain on the, on the just and the unjust, he's talking about God does good to both who are saved and unsaved. Those who are good, those who are bad, God sends good their ways, and that's what we're meant to do toward other people. He's saying that you may be the sons of your father by being good and doing good to everybody. Now tell yourself, everybody. <laughs> Speaking good things. And so this just really uh, could uh, change our lives, couldn't it? It could change the lives of others. If we just blessed instead of cursed. All right, real quick, and we're, we're going to close a little early tonight. For me, early. <laughs> the secret to loving life. A portion of Scripture in 1 Peter 3, verse 10 and 11. I'm going to read it in the New King James Version and then in the Message Bible. This is the secret to loving life. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Now, I like the way the Message Bible puts it. He says, whoever wants to embrace life and see the day fill up with good, here's what you do. Say nothing evil or hurtful. Snub evil and cultivate good. Run after peace for all your worth. And somebody said, Amen. Praise God. We are to bless and not curse. If we do, and we, we put this into practice in our lives, while we're driving with our, our families, with those that we go to church with, with those that uh, we have difficulties with, it'll change our lives, and it'll change our world, because we are meant to be life-giving spirits, and we give that life away by the words that we speak. Isn't that right? Okay, let's pray. I want you to pray this with me tonight, and we're going to close. Just, just speak this out. Bow your head, close your eyes, and, and I'll uh, lead you in a prayer. And just say this with me. Thank you, Father, for blessing me. You have blessed and not cursed me. I want to be more like Jesus. Holy Spirit, Help me to bless others, to speak good words over those that I love and those that are difficult to love. I will bless and not curse others. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Lord, help us in this, God. Uh, uh, Holy Spirit, work within us and cause our remembrance about this. Help each and every one of us tonight, God, as we go from this place to be life-giving spirits, to be like you, Jesus, giving life away by the words that we speak. Seal it in our hearts tonight. We thank you for it. 
We believe you for it. We ask for your grace to be able to accomplish it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. God bless you. Next week, next Wednesday night, we're going to start uh, a new series called uh, Life Lessons 2.0. And so Pastor Poole is going to start out, kick it off next Wednesday night, and one each Wednesday night is going to give a life lesson because we're life-giving spirits. That's who we are. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.